Welcome to another episode of the Scrumcast. I'm Derek Neighbors. I'm Roy Vandewater. I'm Drew Lesweer. And I'm Clayton Lengelzigich. What are we talking about today, guys? We are talking about the benefit and also the necessity of having a single product owner. Is a single product owner really necessary? I suppose it isn't really necessary, but I, I certainly think it helps things a ton. I think uh, a lot of times when you have multiple product owners on the scene, you get a lot of conflict of interest. So you have one guy who thinks his entire priority queue is the most important thing in the world, and another guy who thinks that his priority queue is the most important in the world. And then you have to have somebody that ends up reconciling those two queues, and oftentimes that ends up falling to the developer, uh, which it really shouldn't be his responsibility. So is the number one reason that multiple product owners is a problem is one of priority, meaning that, you know, four product owners, all four think their thing is the most important thing. They all have a number one thing in determining which one of the four number ones is really number one is the problem. Are there other problems with having multiple product owners? I think there's a lot of other problems with it. I find that in my recent experience, this has been the specific symptom that's hurt me the most. But uh, that there's an, another huge issue to it is uh, you don't know who to go to for a particular issue. Like if something cr- comes up, like who do you talk to? Like do you start tagging every story with one product owner or the other? And uh, who decides when a certain piece of functionality is done? Have you guys had any instance where um, a proxy product owner has been deemed for kind of sub-product owners? So maybe, you know, there's kind of four product owners and uh, everybody agrees that that's kind of unilaterally a bad idea so uh, uh, a neutral product owner is kind of put in place to prioritize or speak on the behalf of the four other product owners. Have you seen that and if so has you have you seen it work or what are some of the problems with it? I think one of the problems with that is uh, if you're not talking to the source then you don't you don't really get the same uh, power or authority that the source will give you. So if I'm talking to a proxy, he might not understand it the same way that the actual real product owner, owner understands it. Um, so, I, you know, I, I've seen that, and I've seen it where when we are talking to the source, it's just everything's a whole lot clearer, and you feel like you can really have the communication that's needed to f- figure out what you need to do. Yeah, I think when you uh, think of the the roles that are required for the product owner on the Scrum team, uh, when there's a proxy product owner or more than one product owner, it gets really easy to skirt the responsibility that they have. So maybe um, the development team needs the product owner to you know, do some interfacing with some stakeholders and prioritize the backlog or do some backlog grooming or whatever. But when there's a proxy, it's easy for them to say, well, I would love to do that for you, but I need to go talk to these three people and I can't really do it. Or if you have uh, more than one product owner, then it's like, well, uh, that can be Joe's job. You know, I, I have more important things to do. And so you kind of get the, I think, the responsibilities of the product owner get kind of wishy-washy, and uh, some of that gets avoided. Well, I think, too, one of the, like, the defined responsibilities for both the product owner and the Scrum Master is to protect the development team from the stakeholders and all the people outside of the Scrum team. And I think that when you start making the stakeholders the product owners themselves, like technically they're not outside the Scrum team, but now you're having all of this outside interaction coming in and interfering with the development team as well. So do you think that one of the problems that uh, I'm trying to think, what are some of the reasons why we end up with multiple product owners? Is it because stakeholders um, 
are unwilling to let somebody represent them, right? Or is it... Uh, let's start with that one. In, in the case where maybe there's three stakeholders to a product um, and none of the three are willing to kind of give up control of determining priority um, or making sure the direction of the product is going their way, um, what are some ways that you could effectively potentially use a, either a proxy or get one of the three to speak on behalf of the others? I think if you have a strong product owner, even if they are a proxy, they can still treat the other people as stakeholders and they can still do all the interfacing that they need to do and they can still do the you know, prioritization and, and defining, you know, helping the team define done. And they can still do all those things. I think what I, my experience I've seen, maybe kind of the flip side of what you're asking, Derek, is it's not so much that the, the three people don't want to give up the responsibility. I think it's more often than not you get where the proxy person doesn't really want to take all that responsibility on because they don't want to stick their neck out and be the single ringable neck, so to speak. They don't want to take that responsibility and then be accountable to those three people. They would rather say, um, oh, sure, I'll, I'll be the product owner. And then when push comes to shove, they can say, well, you know, I, I'd love to help you out, but I need to go talk to these guys. You know, I don't think they want to be accountable them to the, the organization. So can we say a certain smell when you're using a proxy to try to eliminate multiple product owners is when they constantly defer back to, well, I've got to go talk to some group of stakeholders or even a single stakeholder. I don't feel that I've got the authority to make that decision. Right. I think that's definitely a smell when you, when you, discuss, when you recognize that the product owner needs to have equal parts authority, time, and um, knowledge about your project. If he's got to defer to a bunch of other people, then he's severely lacking in the authority, which doesn't place him in an ideal position to be a product owner. Right, it's, especially if it's over, you know, every single story having to do that. That's a definite smell. Now, let me maybe posit a, a slightly different scenario um, that I've seen in, in a number of companies, and maybe we can talk about what are some ways to handle this. Is uh, Maybe I've got a development team of five or six um, developers, um, and they're responsible. You know, our company has eight different products. And those six, and they're all fairly mature products. Um, and so the six developers are kind of responsible for all eight products. Um, but each one of those products has a different product manager. And so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to, you know, each product manager is willing to take responsibility and be a product owner for their product. But how would you go about dealing with creating a unified backlog, so to speak, between eight products? where you didn't have to interface with all eight product owners or how what are some ways you could go around that so i think i think in general when when you have a bunch of product owners and you want to delegate like the responsibility to product owner bring it down into one person it's generally easier to go up because responsibilities tend to converge when you go up and also authority tends to be higher when you go up as and sometimes knowledge as well so in that example where you have a bunch of different project managers i would say who's the, the person in charge of all of them, like is there a C-level officer who can be the product owner? Although a lot of times an issue you run into in that situation is that that person doesn't have the time to prioritize a backlog and, and do the other responsibilities. So so even in a case, say, say that there were there was a product manager that was over all eight products and then there was, you know, kind of a product owner defined for each one of the particular products or a project manager or whatever you, you want to kind of call it. Um if that product 
manager was willing to say, I'll prioritize the queue for you. I'll, ma- I'll make sure that I'll be responsible for the queue. They're probably still not the best person to probably be in the planning meeting because they don't know all the specifics about the story. So, how, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is how would you go about a, a situation where you had multiple subject matter experts or product owners, um, even, if, even if you didn't have an issue of prioritization, but you had one of specialization, what would be some potential recommendations that you could do to combat that? Well, I, I'd say that if you could, uh, especially if, uh, to me, the prioritization in that scenario sounds like the biggest problem, but if we are saying that the prioritization thing is taken care of by the overall the overarching project 